if you steal from enough houses, you can get pretty well kitted out. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Dads Being Dads. I am Chris Catronio and with me tonight are Randy James and Jason Fitzgerald. Apparently they want me to apologize for posting the show late, but I make no apologies because I got drunk with vacation power and totally didn't realize it until I saw my phone on Sunday. Randy asked if I was okay. Yeah, suddenly <laughs> trying to jab you and you weren't responding for days. Yeah, days. Well, it's weird because I shut off the sound from Google Plus because certain individuals okay you guys tag you really early in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays about Minecraft (laughs) (laughs) and I believe it was a certain Saturday not too far ago I was like screw the audible alerts on this thing I need to get my sleep when I can actually be afforded my sleep so I suspect it was the combination of the fact that Google Plus no longer makes incessant noises but feel free mm-hmm. to text me, guys, if you really have to get a hold of me. That still makes I did. sense. That's what I did. I don't have your number. Oh, okay. Well, when your probation's over, I'll share I don't think that's you. an accident. <laughs> but So I guess for those of you who were left holding the Kyle. cup, the empty cup, with naught but tears in it, <sighs> well, I do apologize. I think it was me, because I found one from July 3rd. Third was that Friday? You didn't have the day off though, did you? From seven thirty in the morning, so. July third. Wait, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I did. No, that was the uh, day we should have put <laughs> July second. I think that was thirty in the morning. Yeah, oh. that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Here's one. There's a lot of them. In, there's a lot of them in the early AM. I can see that. What are you doing sleeping in? Yeah, seven thirty. You're not up, dude. I got Saturdays in my sleepy days. And the third was a Friday. Was a Thursday. I know. Yeah, well, the vacation, like I said, I was drunk with power. But the wife let me sleep like two days in a row. She's awesome. And um, yeah, I'm like, nothing will get in the way of my sleep. <laughs> I never checked it again. Except for life. Life should be getting in the way of your sleep. Uh, no, compliments my sleep. Get up and do something with yourself. I do. All right. Every other day but Saturdays. <laughs> in which case, I get up at astoundingly 9.30 or 10 in the morning. It's a very strange phenomenon. I don't actually understand how that works for people, where you can you can, you can can get up every day for work at like 4 a.m. and then yeah. one day of the week yeah. without skipping a beat, just oh. sleep till 11. No, you get something. up at 4 a.m. and take a huge leak, and then you go back to sleep, and then sleep till like 9.30 All or right. 10. Okay, so you still get up at the same time. Yeah, to you go back to yeah. bed. Because the biology hear... nags at you. It's like, you got to yeah. get up at some point. I'm like... But you can see the sun is up. Kids <sighs> are outside playing. Psst. Sun's up every day. Milkman <laughs> there. Milkman. <laughs> Milkman. <laughs> Delivering just, the bottles. You just climb Clinky back. clink. <laughs> yeah. I don't... It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it does when you're completely exhausted from not getting quite enough sleep all, all week. It's wonderful. And don't you have... Enough? Isn't there a boatload of remorse when you when you finally get up and realize half of your day is now gone and you can't get anything done? You end up staying staying up late Saturday night. Uh, okay, f- let me clarify a couple things. Kids mm-hmm. are up till eight thirty, so I'll have plenty of time to see them all day and night. Nothing gets done when I'm home with the kids. Realistically, anything of impact never gets done. Like, if something big, I have to take a day off. If something minor, like, you know, fixing holes in the walls. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys my dad's being bad minor? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was high enough, and the tools aren't sharp, and I was able to involve them in repairing some drywall. Can I I ask how the holes were formed? Some giant hole in the drywall. (laughs) I I want to back something up here. Shoulder level. I'm going to try and save you here. Maybe (laughs) save you. You said not quite. Quite enough sleep, as if you're like borderline getting enough sleep. Yeah, lately I've almost been. It's amazing. Ah, uh, wow. How is anything I, else in your life getting done besides kids and sleep at that point? That's. that's I mean, that is my weird. life, right? Yeah. Kids work, sleep. No, but there's stuff like you have to patch holes that you've punched in. <laughs> I mean, that have happened in walls and like fix doors that we have kicked or. I haven't uh, kicked any doors, have I? Vacuum up. No, Jason likes to talk about how little. You'd like to talk about how little sleep you get. I do get a little, a lot of. I 
a lot then, of a lot of not it, enough sleep. Yeah, a lot of days <laughs> without that's why, no sleep. That's why. I but can't if you sleep. explain, you explain why it's always there are chores to do, and I have to stay up and do them. When you know, you could let those stack up a little bit. Oh, you should see my house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you I'm could kidding. do. Love you, wifey. No, um, yeah, I, I, I agree, but I think I think I'm paying paying for some stuff I let stack up in the past. Oh, like what? There's just I let things slide for too long, and now I've built up to a point where this it's is like, not philosophical. God, it's not care daunting of. tasks. Yeah, you're talking about physical things that need to be moved or put in the dishwasher, kind of stuff. Well, we could go through the whole schedule again, right? So, and uh, well, yeah, the dishwasher. Yeah, what is, what's stuff. Monday? Mo- okay, you want to know what Monday is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks at the board. Six, oh, no, I'm, I just think it's inside fun. of my eyes. I took a nap right there. Um, about six years ago, we got our basement finished. And it's probably, oh, I don't know. It's probably about a thousand square feet, and we probably got seven hundred of it finished. And so the all the stuff that was down here got wedged into the other three hundred. Uh huh. And so my Monday nights for the last like four or five weeks have just been to finally organize and clean that stuff up. Wow. Still there, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. books from like college in there, and like <sighs> stacks of magazines that one day I was quote unquote gonna read. So there's been a lot of purging. So that is definitely making up some lost time. I it, it's funny you bring that up because um, I actually have this in the notes, sort of, which was along the same lines because we've been doing similar things with the shed where we we bring we 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 tore down the old shed, moved all the stuff into the basement, built a new shed. Now the basement is overflowing with junk from the old shed and we kind of got moved back to the shed, but I don't want to move it back to the shed because most of it is junk. So I've been putting a very hard filter on what goes into the shed. And my decision has mostly been to just kind of throw a lot. I, I, I got an extra trash can basically was the solution. Like there's a big trash can in the shed and I am very aggressively filling it with anything that I don't recognize that takes up too much space that I know I haven't used and will not use for, you know, weeks or a month. The, the, the duration of time that, that justifies its being has been shrinking, right? Books from college, trash. Yeah. You can't even resell those anymore. Nope. They're useless. Yep. I, Library I doesn't even want them as donation. No, they're too old. Just set them on fire. Seriously, do you have a fire pit? Uh, yeah, in your backyard, you yep. can recycle make, them. Make a fire out of them. Thank you. You can send them back to the earth by burning them <laughs> through the sky and the rain and the pollution yeah. and the yeah. Okay, acid rain on someone. Recycle. I, I'm not kidding about this. Recycle them; it's fine. But then you're going to look at it, going, "Hey, I got to recycle these. These books are heavy. Uh, I've got, got some like really interesting books about Java one one down here and <laughs> J2E technologies and security and J2E. I, I might need that Monday. I'm telling you. The funny thing is, the most, forget the pollution aspect of it, (laughs) the most liberating thing is just to have that fire pit. If you go on and get get like this really hot incinerator thing. Oh, yeah. I prefer the steel 55-gallon drum myself. (laughs) Filled with gas. Yeah, preferably... Like rusty black with an anarchy symbol on the side. (laughs) I just like that. It's like pour in some gasoline, leaded preferably. And just dump in all the recycling and just Let spark it. that shit right the up. The leftover gasoline Whoa. you have. Whoa. I just wanted to hear that cool new sound bleep again. Yeah, that was so great. <laughs> I, love glug, the, glug, I, know. I love the Randy's guttural. I, I, <laughs> I sent you a picture. That was the bottle making that noise. I know, but uh-huh. it sounds so beautiful. It's just, just so gross. And I sent my, my wife does a lot of carpentry work, so we end up with a lot of wood scraps, right? Which is kind of like, ah, throw it away. What do you do? We burn all of it. And it's it's convenient because we can make a little fire for roasting marshmallows and whatnot. But that sounds fun. And at first, I was like, "Ah, this isn't so good. We shouldn't be burning this stuff." And I kind of, kind of became accustomed to it and realized, like, "Hey, you know what? Like, this is such a quick way to get rid of <laughs> so many things, <laughs> so at least fast. that are flammable." I, I, with the new shed, like more stuff came in, right? So I, I we, we we wired the shed for electricity so i had to order this big spool of really heavy gauge wire to make the sub panel to wire the sub panel and what am i left with this giant spool right the wire is all in place but i have this giant spool that's made of like high density 
cardboard stuff and plywood circle walls and whatever. I'm like, eh, plywood doesn't burn so well. It kind of smokes. Yeah, it's full of like glue chemicals too. Cause yeah. So I'll just bun. make a really hot fire <laughs> and then put it in. Oh, you didn't use it as a dexterity challenge to like, you know, balance on the spool and yeah. scoot around the yard. That's so many things. Could have upcycled that into ninja no, it's, challenge. It's gone. It's gone. Table. It's in, it's in the atmosphere. Do I feel good about myself? No, not really. But I'm glad it's gone. Go kart wheel. Glad it's gone. No, we don't need any more junk. There's no room for the junk, and it's everywhere. And we keep bringing more things in. I just bought my son a pitchback. Those things are cool. And it is huge and it comes it's, in a giant cardboard box because everything has to be totally wrapped in cardboard uh, at it's, all times it's got to be put together it's in it's a it's not in like one big piece right i haven't taken it out yet but i went to pick it up because the guy dropped it off on the porch it must weigh like a hundred pounds <laughs> it's insane it's it's six feet by six feet so it's you know a multi-sport pitchback i don't know where this thing's gonna fit in the yard i don't know why i bought it but it's gonna make him happy <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna give him sweet skills it's not going to fit in the fire when we're done with it. So that's like a metal recycling drop-off yeah, kind of thing. You, you know, maybe resell it. Scavenger place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But these things, I, I'm very conscious of it now because things come in and the same amount of stuff or more has to go back out again. It's a good rule. And it's really hard to keep up with. I, I, those books, don't even keep them another day. If you're, if you're going to drive tomorrow, throw them in your car. Take them to recycling. But where is that? I don't know. Where are you going to recycle them? I'll put them in my uh, recycle bin in my backyard that I drag out to the curb every Friday. They're not going to take that. Why not? Break, break it down. Why wouldn't they take it? I don't know. It's Will paper. they? paper, yeah. All right. Do I it. Think. Well, it's going in there. Do it tonight. And then you're going to leave them in the bins and you're going to be like, ah, oh. i got to drag these things back to the fire pit and set them ablaze. No. <laughs> I've got like bushels of old paperwork I have to... And yep. it's like sensitive enough where I don't want just flat out recycle it. Although I'm not really sure anything on there couldn't be gleaned with 57 seconds and in an internet connection. I have an idea for you, but I really <laughs> want to get that drum going <laughs> and then just clean it your mall. Fire. Well, it's the thing I, I've been shredding it, but then the it's shredder wrong. is like, hey, yeah, don't oh, you? No, no, I don't shred. It's stuff. like it's yeah. tired instantly and it starts no. smelling funny like ozone. I'm yeah. like, oh, you, you're it's a weak. And then you try to you try to empty the basin and the shredder yeah. and the little paper bits go <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. And now you get a house full of basically glitter shreds. It's so I should get my 55-gallon drum, throw mm-hmm. in the paper and then the shredder on top of it is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean Once you got to be careful. With, you get in <laughs> and throw the shredder on top of it. You got to be careful with the paper in the fire cuz it will it'll flake off and blow away in the wind. So you take you you pack it real dense and you make like a paper oh, yeah. log. It doesn't ash. It. There you go. Yeah. And put maybe a little screen over the top if you're really paranoid that you could cook on it. No, you fuse, right. fuse it with glue. And then <laughs> it burns right. hot and it's colorful. Right. Well, you roll it into a tube or and paraffin. then you, you wrap it with, uh, I don't know what you wrap it with. What, what would you wrap it with that might stay? Rope? Some kind of rope? It's going to unfold eventually. Let I, me ask just, you the ethics of this. Yeah. At our work, we have one of those like top secret stuff. Yeah, you're usually, supposed to put, I usually sneak most of my paper in there, but don't tell them. Well, I'm asking, is it ethical to put well, that yes. stuff in? It costs your company more <laughs> to dispose of that stuff because it's a service and there's a fee associated with the destruction of those mm-hmm. papers. But they, I believe, recycle it after they've destroyed it all. But, they do. Yeah, so if your company doesn't have any other way to recycle, it's actually pretty green to go that way. And you're forcing them to pay for recycling regardless. Uh, if they do recycle, though, and it's non-sensitive, just throw it in the other blue bins, right? No, but I'm asking, is it like, quote-unquote, stealing from your company if you put stuff in there? Yes. If everyone did it and they all have 17 bushels, it, it will be very expensive for your company. So in a way, it is. Morally, they, the answer yeah. is yes, it's stealing. When they have to change the schedule of the pickups, <laughs> yeah. that's a problem. Can you come every other day because <laughs> Jason just emptied out 300 square feet of papers. <laughs> if right. you're standing there ripping the pages out of your textbooks, so it'll fit into <laughs> But slot. check your company policy because if your company policy doesn't say work-related papers only, you could be really skeezy about it. No, I mean, I've probably put in three or four sheets of paper in there, so I don't no, think dude, I'd abuse That's the, fine. That's fine. Yeah. The books, I think, would burn really well, though. I'm telling you, you build yourself, you know, if you were in, ever in Boy Scouts, you got a lot of different kinds of fires, right? You got your teepee, 
you got your lean-to, and you got your log cabin. And these days, there's some progressive fires. They talk about them like they're top-down, they're upside-down fires. Have you heard of these? What's-his-face with the four-hour workweek guy? He talked about those quite a bit. It's literally like this super dense, compacted, like heavy logs on the bottom, and the kindling is on the very, very top. And it burns like a crazy candle. Once you get it lit, it kind of burns top down. And it seems really absurd. But so, so you just, you, I think the log cabin works best. You put your giant stack of papers on the inside, <laughs> sprinkle your kindling and your fire starters around that. You build a big log cabin all yeah. the way up. Then you're like old answering machine and other electronics across the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. To hold the, real, the paper in place. Yeah. The real, the real, no, the log, the big heavy logs are on top to hold the paper oh, right, in place. Right, right. Oh, right, and right. then the paper turns into just this, just furnace of coals, and you've got yourself a marshmallow cooker for just three nights. Yeah, or like a pot three roast nights. at that point. Yeah. So pro tip from the main hermit, Christopher Knight, he used his magazines that he stole from people, rolled them up into little logs, and buried them to level off his <laughs> hermit field. Wait, wh- who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> it's a hermit field. Oh, it's hermit. There's a lot of things you just said that I need uh, clarification on. Yeah, you got to do some research. Did he no, put he, them vertically or horizontally? No, he would, I guess it wasn't level on the land that he had built his hermitage upon. So when he had finished magazines, he'd roll them up into little logs, logs, and then bury them. And that would... <laughs> bury? In, bury? And level bury? up... Bury? You're saying bury. Buried? Buried? Buried. Well, that's the way we say it. I say buried for some reason. It's the way it's spelled. Is it spelled what? Buried. buried. Well, there you go. I'm very. Are you on the Cleveland show? But anyway, buried. he would. Buried. Uh, yeah, that's how he leveled out the land around his camp. He but would, what? He, and I guess <laughs> they would compost Did he pay over cover time. Price? Wait, who is this <laughs> no, guy? First backup. Everything. Who is this guy? Oh, Christopher Knight. He was the guy. That, so for like uh, 27 years, apparently, this guy uh, up in Maine. I can't remember how old he was. One day he just drove away from his family. Uh, he was a kid, somewhat of a kid or, you know, college age or something. Just kept driving, went into the woods, kept walking, and eventually stopped and just started living out in the woods in Maine. And he would, like, steal a little bit from a whole lot of cabins. And and eventually he found, after two years apparently living in the woods, he found the perfect place to live in the woods it's a fascinating story. And um, he lived alone in the woods in Maine, winters, summers, the whole nine yards, uh, totally off grid, like just alone in the woods, living off of stolen propane tanks and candy and food and books. And yeah, his, he just decided never to go back to civilization. Now, he apparently fairly recently, which is probably how I got linked into the story. I remember hearing about it and everyone thought it was like a mystery or Bigfoot or whatever. Uh, but apparently some sheriff set up a silent alarm and caught the guy in his cabin or something like that. And yeah, he'd just been living alone in the woods. Like I would, I would in a say, tent. But not quite alone because he was stealing from everybody. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, he wasn't breaking... like he would only steal from empty houses. Uh, Oh, empty of people. Yeah. He wasn't living off the land either. First, I, I started following the story. I'm like, man, this is so bad. <coughs> but then I'm reading further and further. And like, never did he like skin a deer or anything yeah, like really... that. He was just kind of leeching off of the neighbors yeah. and just living quietly in the woods for 27 years. <laughs> what the? Pretty. I guess you get into a routine. And what yeah. did they get him with? Like, what are they? What was the uh, criminal charges? Theft? Bur- burglary. Yeah, theft. Nothing major. People felt yeah, kind of bad for him because. You know, it was a crime, but it's not like he was violent and he didn't steal tons and he didn't destroy anything. And it was, it's a very weird thing, you know, but he spooked mm. out and freaked out, you know, however many hundreds of people who lived around this area and he kept picking stuff kept disappearing. <laughs> yeah. Here I'm thinking to myself, why don't you get a book on like deep woods survival at some point? Yeah. And, and, and cause like if they said they, they found like a trapper hut. Uh, but he never, apparently never lit a fire the whole time, even like minus 20 degree winter what? nights and stuff. Cause he didn't want to get caught. And he knew if he ever lived, had a fire and smoke, they could triangulate him. Apparently he was only like a few hundred feet from a house. Even he wasn't even that far. Oh, yeah. Oh, do we lose Crandolph? Oh wait, no, he's there. 
So pretty interesting story. Check him out, Christopher He's Knight. He's saying things that we're not hearing though. <laughs> no, he it said you don't have to triangulate. You just look at where the smoke is and walk there. But yeah, triangulate but sounds better. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, pretty pretty weird story. But he had a great use for magazine logs, which is what made reminded me of. It. <laughs> There's an article in GQ. I uh, I found the article in GQ. He took whatever was available. Magazines were more common. When he finished them, he'd create a bricks of magazines bound with electrical tape and bury them in the ground to level out his camp. Yeah. Beneath his tent were area were dozens of these bricks. Yep. Bricks of magazines. Bricks of I mean, magazines. Why not just shovel the dirt a little bit? I don't understand. This guy's weird. Oh, here you go with your judgment. Yeah, I'm gonna judge. He's not a hermit. He's a <laughs> he's a leech. vagrant. He's yeah. basically yeah, like a little leech. I don't know. It's social. But in, in a way, though, I was like, man, it's like, think about it. It's like my 14-year-old self's dream, right? Like, oh, I could just steal books in a cabin and just read and eat candy all summer long. <laughs> and then he never snapped out of it. He just like, oh, winter schminter. I'll just live that in sounds, a tent. That sounds me. pretty terrible. It sounds awful. But There's a guy that lives under the bridge on my way to work. Yeah. Said hi to him this morning. Yeah, but he's he not. Was, I mean, this guy... He had all the free clothes he wanted. He had, you know, his little Coleman really. stove. No, not all of no, them. No, but he had like multiple winter jackets, and, and you know, yeah. I mean, he still <laughs> if you steal from enough houses, you can get pretty well kitted out. That's good advice. No, but it's not advice. I'm just talking here. We're rapping. <laughs> this is discourse. <laughs> good advice. Oh man. Oh jeez. Yeah. So recycle your paper or burn it. <laughs> Or level your, your house up with it. Or level your land. <laughs> so have you guys seen this? I'm going to change subjects a little bit. You get in the Please. flyers? You get in the mailings? What? It's back to school season. I like how vague you are sometimes. <laughs> with the that. mailings. I have get... you seen? Have you guys seen this? Yeah, it's like, like the lawn the chemical? Uh, I can Watch. redo my Anderson windows? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Is it happening to you? Are you getting all the... I was asked to participate and to help pick out the backpack for next year. Nice. And I'm like, school's not even been out a week yet. I'm picking a backpack for well, it's back to school stuff. I got to get stuff on sale. Are you saying your kids wear uniformed backpacks? There's a lot of background information you're not providing. <laughs> I'm surprised that it's already back to school season, as far how? as the stores are concerned. This you live in came- a country where in the summer Christmas decorations go up. How are you surprised at this? Is this not I happening? See. Are you? I guess this isn't happening in your household. I don't yet. visit stores. Well, not in the household. So you went to a store. No. I okay, said the getting, mailings. Like I'm you're getting I, the, okay. the mailings. I got you. So in your mailbox, in my mailbox are the flyers and, from and LL Bean, from Kmart, from Staples, from about yeah. Back got to school, back to school stuff. Back okay. to school. Well, supplies. you know it's close, sure. right? This is uh, July. I wish they gave us a week at least. I mean, my kids haven't even been out of school two weeks yet. Snow days. That's not their know. fault. You gotta get ready. Um, Serious. So you, you guys are getting ready, ready then. Yeah. We're always getting ready. Working right. on the... Uh, can we segue into workbooks? I really want to talk about workbooks. Sure, let's... What? What yeah, did you talk- say? Oh. Okay. Sounds yes. wicked profane wow. from this side. I say we Sorry. use the sound anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Um, <laughs> Release the sounds. <laughs> so, you all... You could say you gave me the idea, Jason. You didn't give me the idea, but it was cool to I have it. I gave you the idea. I put it on no, Facebook. No, no. I gave everybody the idea. No, I saw it, but I already hey, had it. Hey, guys, them. guys, what idea? Another, thank you, Chris. <laughs> another friend of mine on the Facebook, I did, I saw her children working on these workbooks. Is this my wife? Books, these summer workbooks. No, my another. wife's children. Wait, 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 wait. I had the idea, right? Well, so let's be more specific, right? Someone, <laughs> someone says, hey, you know what kids should exercise their brains over the summer which is probably true yeah i think we had, and, we talked uh, about that on one of our shows you yeah, guys so talked about it at length last year it's our idea yeah yeah it was totally our idea someone stole our idea and they created these workbooks that apparently have been around for a while so they must have a time machine <laughs> I, sus- and- I suspect perhaps other people may have had our idea as well but i will not admit that in public now the one in particular that i chose actually i ordered two but the one i, I like more is called summer bridge I think that's like the name. Uh, anyway, it's like the name of the company or what they call their books. And so I got my son one for the, it labeled as between first grade and second grade. And it's it's kind of neat. There's like 
pages you can tear out. They're all perforated. And it's, it's got this whole program of, you know, setting monthly goals. And you got to read the instructions. You do a little bit of math. There's a little bit of repetition. You give yourself stickers. Nice. And so far, he's, in, he's enjoying it. There's not a lot of – no pressure. I'm not making him do it day by day. But he kind of sits down at breakfast or whenever we're at the table and he you know, kind of pokes through his workbook and finishes a page and gives himself a sticker and tears the page out. And, and that's that. It's kind of fun. Neat. Keeps his, keeps his brain twirling. Is he enjoying been, it? Oh, what? Does he enjoy it? He, he appears to be enjoying it. The back of the book was filled with flashcards. So that was like day one was because they really, my kids really like using scissors. I think that's a, I think that's a thing. Yeah. My scotch both of my tape, both of uh, yeah scotch tape too tape yeah. don't ever taping. leave them alone with scotch tape yeah. it ends up all over something right. cutting and taping it's huge I mean if you if they're having a bad day you just give them the sharpest scissors you can find and a stack that's what you do when your shredder is broken oh okay I thought right. you were gonna tell me about textbooks cut this textbook up kid. give them the textbooks let them they would have so much fun just destroying things that you used to I don't understand if I have such an issue with that. I don't know why. Having them cut it up? No, it's just like I can't. I got like a thing. I don't know. It's, I got to talk Give to somebody. Give them the dustpan and brush. Give them the broom to sweep up all the clippings. I paid a lot of money for that book. And there's, and there's a lot of yeah, good like information in there. 30 years ago. It's, 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 out, it's out of no, date. No, it's still still out of date. Set it on fire. Theory. And then be done I know, but I don't know why. I got to burn it so he tore, all the, he tore all the flashcards out, and he spent the whole morning cutting along the dotted lines to make these math flashcards ready for flashing. And uh, he, you know, he even made me give them to him and got all smarmy about it because as I'd, I'd flipped them up, and he'd be like, psh, psh, "Easy, <laughs> ten. You know, he's just like, I'm "Like, okay, well, you don't have to be all snarky about it." And then he gets to the next one. I don't understand that one. <laughs> so, Yo, it's not so easy now, right? Right. And I hit him with it. But um, I, don't, I definitely think it's worth having it around, having something like that around. Uh, just to keep them. Well, here's the reason, you gotta, right? Because you gotta I'm, keep them from getting stale. Uh, well, here's the thing: I realized every day of school, he would come home with some number of papers, and they do like that daily worksheet. It's like write the day, write the date, write the sentence, draw a picture about the sentence. He was doing that every day of the week for the entire school year, and then boom, you're done. No more. Yeah. Right. That's not like it interrupts just the education. Stop. Yeah, it, yeah. Like you shouldn't just end it cold turkey. You have to kind of remember that they were doing all of this stuff every day. So I think it actually makes perfect sense to keep some level of uh, worksheeting. Yeah, <laughs> whatever so. you want to call and it. I think adults fall into the trap of thinking that school burns kids out the same way work burns adults yeah. out, uh, which totally is not the case. I, I don't. I don't think. I think well, kids, they're not. They're not doing eight hours. I'm not talking about eight hours of work. Yeah, they're not here. doing it's like, eight hours. Well, it's like would, 15 minutes a day of of some scribbling and numbering and oh, drawing a picture, you're, and yeah, you're done. Yeah. It's like very. It, this, yeah. I guess that's important, right? This isn't keep, hours keep of workbook training. No, it just it tops up the tank. It keeps yeah. the stuff in the forefront. I had I stumbled upon a pro tip I wanted to share with the listeners and yourselves oh. is. The listeners. The listeners. Listen, listen to this, guys. I got a pro tip for you. It's going to be awesome. All right. So what I do now, I'm reading, you know, Josie likes me to read, you know, stories before bed. And some nights I'm wicked tired and I start like kind of dozing off. And then one night I'm like, I'm just going to pretend I'm tired. Pretend I'm dozing off. And she's, she's like, Daddy, you're not reading. I'm like, well, you, you finish this part. And so she grabbed the phone and proceeded to read me the rest of the story. What? The she grabs the what? <laughs> the phone. I, I use my phone. That's all my, most of my novels, Google Wait, Play, what? Amazon, Kindle. Really? What are you reading to her on the Kindle? Uh, well, this particular time we were reading through the Brothers Grimm. I mentioned that, I think, a couple shows back. And, and so she picked it up and read oh, like the whole rest of the chapter. And it was interesting as I stopped being really tired and was just kind of listening and enjoying it and, when she would get caught on a word or two, I would be like, oh, that's a, you know, juxtaposition or whatever the heck the word was. And she'd just keep going. And then eventually after like a bunch of pages, she's like, here, you finish. And that after that night where I did it like kind of deliberately, I'm like, I wonder if that would work again. 
So a few nights later, not the next night, you know, had to be a few nights later. Same thing, reading along. I think, can't remember if it was still the Brothers Grimm. Totally not important for the story. But uh, same deal. I'm like, oh, I think I just got to really rest my eyes. And this time I even hammed it up a little. I made it a little extra drama. It's just, and I was like, I mean, you could read it. And she did. <laughs> and so... Now, the third time I tried, because, you know, it's science, it has to be reproducible. Um, she said, no, read it yourself. And I said, all right, let's put on some music. And we put on music and we both passed out like 10 seconds later. <laughs> so it, it, it kind of is cool. So I had this week, I have to try it again. I haven't actually put it. No, I put it down Monday. So I don't, I won't I don't put it down until tomorrow. I don't think you need to hide behind this no it's not like the stick program where we change the currency this is a pretty common thing and I, maybe i will give jason credit for this because i've done this before but you could trade you know you could say like i'll read a chapter you read a chapter or mm. if that's too much shrink it down yeah that's what, what she I tells with, me to piss off i don't want to read anything well i do i do with max mad. i shrink it down i say i'll read a paragraph you read a paragraph right and then sometimes i give him a little bit of a little bit of wiggle room because there's a paragraph coming up that's actually like three pages long. So I'll like, all right, I'll read this one. You read the one that's, you know, eight lines and you get this one. It's like, okay. And I think it works pretty well because, because it's, they can see the end, you know, they can, mm. the end is kind of in sight and then they know you're going to take over again. That's cool. And then see, but the problem with, kinda... with her is if she, she will refuse to do the reading mm. unless she's in the mood to do it, in which case she would do it just fine. But, but then I mean, this kind of blends my whole I'm too tired to read with making her do it. You try it. You just try <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, uh, if you want it so bad, you, you go ahead and read No, I'm saying you just try the technique because oh, okay. what, you're, what you're doing to her is like, I'm done. I'm now no, useless. I, I say, I'm just going to take a little break. And that drives her crazy. I'm just going to rest my eyes for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no end in sight. There's no out for her other than just to read herself to sleep. But if you say... We're going to take turns reading, you know, and your turn is going to be this, this size, right? You already know. And then I'm going to take over again and then you take over and then I take over and you take over. I think that's a little more eh. like, and it's deliberate. You know, she knows exactly what she's getting into other than I'm tired. You read. I'll give it a try. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to crap all over your system. Too late. But uh, keep, keep pretending to be asleep. It's fine. <laughs> pretending gets... It's good. It's good. I technique. don't pretend. I just pretend I'm too tired to go on. Because usually I am legitimately too tired to go on. You did just say I don't pretend. I just pretend. What? Her yeah, I said I don't was... pretend. I'm actually completely exhausted and ready to fall asleep. <laughs> so it, me saying I'm too tired to keep reading is not pretend. It's actually the truth. So where Jason go? He falls asleep? No, I'm here. Tired? He looks like he's uh, having issues yeah. over there. Did someone just wanna... spray pepper spray in your eyes? I'm not doing too good tonight. I got some sort of summer plague that's happened. It's come upon yeah, me. Don't bring that anywhere. But I have a couple questions for you. The worksheets that would come home every day. Yeah. How did Max feel about those? Uh, did he push back? Was like, okay, now it's time to do it? Or was... No, no, no. He didn't. They weren't homework worksheets. They were worksheets he did in school. Oh, okay. And yeah, you want to talk about the homework thing again? No, he never no, no. had any. He never had homework in first grade. Uh, so what I meant was he was just used to going to school every day and basically doing some kind of a worksheet, hmm. whether it was this this time of day one or some other drawing, just something, doing some kind of structured writing and thinking and repetitive thing. Um, and if you just remove it completely. For what? You know, I mean, when it's no, just seems yeah, like it's, I agree. And yeah. my comment was going to be that picture that I put on Facebook. Um, I'm going to repeat this because the picture. Uh, I oh, put, from that, your I put kids. that picture. Yeah, I just walked in the door when it was you know middle of a Saturday. It was the summer, right? Out summer. Yeah, right. I just joked like, "Hey, here's summer is here," and they're playing and they're doing all this like homework. Um, oh, so you were being sarcastic? Yeah. So you posted just you know tell the listeners. I saw it from yeah. my perspective. I saw a picture with the kids eating some kind of berries, and that's, they had workbooks open. Randy, and it's pronounced berries, berries, <laughs> and their pencil grip was atrocious. And I didn't comment on that, and I should have fixed their pencil grip, please. No, they're not going to. Please, 
The, uh, the, they're gonna get rid, we're gonna get rid of pencils before we get rid of before we get the driverless cars. Oh, yeah, so. No, you can't get rid of them. Why? So you were being, gotta be an analog backup plan, people. Or you were being whole... sarcastic oh, for the pencils. You mean yes? Yes. You mean like summer, as in they should have been outside playing? Is that <laughs> yeah, what you meant? That's right. All right. I thought you actually were. I see. I I took it literal. I thought you were like, woo, summer workbooks. Yes. No, it wasn't. No, you're big and you really want them outside. So do I. They're outside. Like I don't really. No, I mean, I think it's good. I think you're right. And in fact, as you guys hinted at, or you suggested that I say, oh, you should introduce Jason to Scratch or to uh, coding something. I forget the site. Oh, you said Khan Academy. Uh, mm-hmm. And like later that day, my son had gone with my uh, sister-in-law, who I've mentioned on the show before, and they went to the Children's Museum. And I guess he had done some scratch programming there where he, there was some, there's some setup there. And so she texted me or he sent us an email. And it's like, Oh, Jason did this thing at the museum with like this programming. You should look at it. It's called scratch. And he's like, really, it was really like he got into it real quick and he, and he took to it. So I sat him down on code.org. I checked it out and I, then I sat him down on it and code.org, at least the first couple of things that he's done are they use the scratch. Mm hmm. Not the scratch, I guess it's just scratch, but they use it, and he uh, he took right to it. He did the first, he did a couple hours where they, they broke it out an hour of an hour of coding, and he did the initial one, and then he did a follow up one, which was like a, the first one was like really interest, like really simple stuff, like um, I don't know. It introduced them to conditionals, it introduced them to if then else statements, and then the second one, those are conditionals, right? I know. Well. Not everybody knows what conditionals are. You always make me over-explain everything, and this is the time <laughs> I do it, and then you're like, it's constant trolling made them sound you. like separate things. I didn't understand. Well, okay. Conditionals. You got introduced to conditionals and some other structures in, in programming, but it's all block, right? Scratch is all like, you drag a block on. Yeah, they look like puzzle pieces. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and the other thing was loops, conditionals and loops. And so we did that stuff. And those were, and they used like, uh, what did they use? They use different games. Some of them was Plants vs. Zombies. One of them was the guy with the, the Ice Age characters. Oh. And I forget the other one. Uh, I forget what the other one was. I thought you said it was Angry Birds. Oh, it was Angry Birds. Yeah, that's right. So the first couple were Angry Birds, the second couple. And, and it, and it had a programmer on there and it did like a two minute YouTube video. One was Mark Zuckerberg. I forget what another right. one was, uh, somebody else. Another one was Chris Bosch, who's a basketball player, but I guess he studied computer science in college. Who knew? But he talked and he introduced, he would, they would introduce the topic, like somebody introduced the loops and somebody introduced the conditionals. And then there would be a couple of exercises where they, you know, uh, did the, like create the if thens or created the mm-hmm. loops. After that, he got through that, and then he did another one where he created his own Flappy Bird with like the event handlers. So an event oh, handler, Flappy Bird, that's yeah. right, not Angry Bird. Event handler would be like if you press the mouse click, or if something happens in the game, or there's like a collision with a structure in the game, or you hit the bottom, or you, or what happens if you go through the 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 gate that you're supposed to go through? Do you get a point, or did something else happen? So it's pretty cool. I, I I he definitely wants to do more of it. He's like, oh, can we do more of it? We were up, you know, this was over the weekend. We we're at the lake, so he want he's into that now so i'm gonna have him do some more of that but highly recommended it was code.org really really interesting yeah cool yeah i don't have anything else to say i about think that's that, it. Think. <laughs> it it's a neat it's a neat little and the the khan academy coding has their own programming interface thing on it their own programming teaching tools it's a bit different it's much more Typing oriented, you know, you're actually typing in code type things. Whereas code.org uses this scratch language you mentioned, which is like visual. You, well, yeah, it's very visual. You're sort of given these puzzle pieces that have the instructions on them. So it might say move forward, you know, it, it, um, 10 blocks. And then there might be another piece that says move forward with a blank and you get to choose the number of blocks. Right. And then there might be a turn right, a turn left, etc. And then you get these. You add in these. So initially, when you begin doing it, they don't give you any of these conditionals or for loop things. So you just kind of stack up. You know, you solve the problem by saying, okay, move forward, move forward, move forward, move forward, turn left, move forward. Yay, yeah, finish. <laughs> and then I think that's kind of to help introduce the idea of what computers are good at. Like, this is the boring way people would do it. How do you do this in a way that's far more efficient for computers? You just tell it to do the same thing 
over and over X number of times. Uh, and, you know, it's good at doing that. That's what they're good right. at. Yeah, that, that was Mark Zuckerberg that introduced that. And he said, if I wanted to say happy birthday to you or, or good morning right. to everybody on Facebook, it would take me my entire life and I still wouldn't be able to get it done. But if I wrote this little code block, I could do it in a matter of minutes. So That would be crazy. Yeah. They do it. Like, <laughs> it is, yeah, and then he just did it right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and like two billion people get... Yeah, every time somebody plays that video, everybody gets, hey, good morning. From That's right. The video triggers it. Yeah. But it was funny because his, Jason, some of Jason's solutions were just that. They were just this long series of move forward, move forward, move forward, move forward, move forward, move forward, right. move forward, turn left, turn left, turn left, or well, turn left, move forward, move forward, you know. Um, Did you tell him that he went in a circle? Because that was a lot. Yeah, of I know the lefts, yeah. But he was like a lot, a big stack of move forwards, then a turn left, then a stack of move forwards again. And then I said, okay, well, we're trying to teach you to do it. And they say, you can do it. And when you do it, they're like, good job, but you can do it in five blocks. So That's then you right. Try, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, then, okay, so what happened here? And I told him to look for patterns because there's one board where you want the guy to move to the end or move till he can't move any farther, then turn right. Well, no, you want the guy to move unless there's a path to the right, but there's all these paths off the left. And he was so concerned with the paths off the left. I'm like, you can just ignore these. These are just noise. You don't have to worry. What's the pattern? The pattern is to move until you can't move, turn right, move until you can't move, turn right. So then once you get, it, it's sort of, it's interesting. And it's, when you abstract it so much, it was, it was good that he got the concepts, which I, I liked it. So when are we going to hire him and when is he going to replace you? Uh, yeah, that's right. So that's why I have to limit him how much he can do this. <laughs> that's right. You got to feed him some incorrect information just to keep him a little crippled until, right. until right. you can retire. Right. And then you're in the clear. As long as he writes everything serially and we're not getting into threading and performance is not a concern. Or he could start working ASAP and pay you rent. And now, come on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I remember, I'm, I think my parents still listen to this. I remember that. Uh, that's a very, it, it just brought back some memories. Oh, You had to pay rent. Sorry, man. Made- <laughs> well, it, it's, not a, it's, it's not super negative, but that came up not like in negative. high school. When I started working, you know, I started doing some odd jobs here and there. They were like, oh, that's super awesome. You're working, getting money. Good. You could pay us some rent now. You what? Know, in high school? What? College. Yeah, sure. Like, high I'm, school. Wow. And then, well, and then I was, I, I took an extra year off. So I was home. Well, I was home the year after high school. Oh, then, that's right. And then, and so for that one, I was paying like a lot of extra, you know, rent. Right. Wow. Because I, work, I was working and earning money. I mean, this, this is really ridiculous. Yeah, you know, what a rip off. <laughs> hardcore over there in the James it household. Was, it was. And it, I don't think there was any motivation to. Uh, I think they were actually just using the money because they wanted it, not because it was like a lesson kind of thing. It was like, sweet. It's paying for a vacation. It wasn't. Why not? Nice. Let's get some payback out of the BS that went into raising know, but- a monster such as yourself. Was that? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm a little bit cautious about it because I've. I've yeah, we'll see when the kids grow up, but I, I think about that a lot. Like, what am I going to do if they want to work? Do I want them to work? Like, when should they start working? What should they do with their money? Is it going to be like, here's the things I'll pay for. Here's the things you need to pay for. How, do, how often does that change? Like, it's a really hard line to draw. I think it has, but I think it has everything to do with um, how much I want to talk to them about all those details anyway. You know, like, I don't want them thinking... I've seen a lot of spoiled kids, I guess. That's my point. I've seen a lot of kids that are like on their way to college and they're whining to their parents about, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, about how they need to have a new phone before they leave and their plan is running out of minutes and their parents better be paying for that and this oh, and that. And I want this and I want this and I want all these things. And you're getting me a new laptop and <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, you know. Maybe it'll be true that my kids will have all of those same exact things that the kids that I viewed as spoiled had, but they, my hope, let's say, is that they will have a better understanding of where they came from, like, the, you know, how much they really cost and what they're worth, right? Uh, more of an appreciation of, like, their existence, you know, like, hey, dad, can you just get me that $5,000 computer that you have to get me for my birthday for college? It's like, no. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I worry a little bit about that. Yeah. Like when my daughter demands her own iPad for her seventh birthday, 
Yeah, what have you been doing wrong? So tell us what you've done wrong. Mm, I'm not going to. We'll, I, I already. Oh, I didn't share my dad's being bad story. I alluded to it, though. It's actually ahead. a funny story. I got to tell you this. This is how the hole in the wall got there? <laughs> it may, it may well, well be. So I get home one day. Can't wait <laughs> to get home. End of a long, stressful day. Crazy commute. I walk in the door. I'm like, hey, everybody. And little Gianni comes over. He's so psyched to see me. He's like, dad. Runs right up to me. I make parent mistake number one. I lean down to kiss him in the head. He jumps right up into my face oh. and smashes my lip into my tooth. My lip and my Haven't tooth. you listened to the show? I, dude, end of the day, long commute, hadn't eaten anything since lunch, about 8 o'clock or quarter of 8, real tired, make the mistake, boom. So tooth is killing me, lip is swelling up. I'm like, you know, cool, a little breathing exercise is all good. Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. And all the kids who should be up to bath are swarming around, yelling and screaming. It's still nice, though, all saying hi and in and out of the bathroom. Suddenly they're on the bathroom. I'm like, all right, guys, dad's got to use the bathroom. Let's, let's get on up for bath, like mom's been saying since I came in. And okay, so they all go running out. On the way out, Alex decides to straight arm me into the genitals and he manages to catch my right testicle only in, uh, I don't know, compression shock or something. He just boom right in and the pain and I was still in pain and the day and I, you know, sometimes you smack your hand on the table and you stub your toe or something. There was no table. I wasn't about to hit my boy. I was like, ah, an angst. I boof, bashed very dramatically into the, the wall, uh, apparently quite forcefully. Because I was right. My hand went right through the wall. <laughs> and wow, did that get a reaction? That I just all three eyes, you know, sets of eyes staring <laughs> wide in awe, fear, shock, pride. It was all mixed up in this view. And they started just, oh, yeah, hold on. What, what, there it, was some pride in there. Dude, there was definitely pride, at least in Alex's eyes. He was ah. just like part shocked, excited and happy, a little scared, a little bit of pride. It was that everything. And. I felt real bad. I'm like, oh my goodness, they didn't need to see that. No, but Nicole whisked all the kids upstairs. Um, I went to the bathroom and then I went upstairs and was like, uh, you know, guys, that was that's not a way to handle, you know, yourselves when you're upset. And they started singing a song about dad punching the hole in the wall and <laughs> have they been working on it in the back? It, it just came. It just came. To them, as if a muse had entered the house, as opposed to an angry dad. Give us the chorus. Oh, I can't. It, you know, it's a typical repetitive kid song. How'd it go? Something like. But they agreed on the tune. Well, and the that's lyrics. the weird part. One of them starts singing, "Daddy put the hole in the wall. The hole in the wall. Daddy punched the hole in the wall." All three of them pick it up the same exact way. So as <laughs> if they had pre-written it, which they couldn't have, because there was no hole prior, and. They were singing and they were dancing. And for like three days, every time I got home, the song about the hole in the wall came up. Oh. And so I'm just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I come home uh, the second day or third day. And instead of a hole in the wall, there's a giant cookie monster. And his mouth is <laughs> right over the hole. They had made a car, uh, construction paper cookie monster nice. and, and hung him on the wall. Uh, I, I am also proud to say that now, aside from a coat of paint, you can't tell any trauma had ever befallen this poor defenseless wall. It looks really sweet. That was uh, I involved the kids in repairing the wall and took opportunities during the repair process to reiterate how embarrassed I was and how not cool of a way that was to handle Did it. Although, it, you know, secretly between you guys and me, it, it was probably the best thing i could have done because i was an extreme amount of pain i didn't slam doors i didn't wig out one one little angsty ah and poof 
It was all gone. I think slamming the door would have been okay. Uh, who knew walls are so flimsy? No. Did you take aim? I mean, you understand no, that if it you was, would... it was just a, like a, ah, you know, it was like angst, you know, when you've seen someone like kind of pounding on the door to be let in from the cold. Yeah. It's like a, I guess the, in martial arts, it's called like a hammer chop. They hit, it's like the worst way to hit anything. It's the side, the pinky right. side of your hand. But then after I did, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's why they call it the hammer chop. <laughs> Cause it was a pretty effective hammer for hammering drywall. Well, if you know, you realize if you would drywall is very weak. Not yeah, to, not to burst your bubble here. But, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm well aware of its drywall strength. is is not it's a brittle. professional boxer. You didn't win any prize fights, but if you had missed and hit one of the studs, you might have. I probably would hurt my hand a little. Might have, might have hurt your hand a little, <laughs> and then and then what? And then what? Kick a hole in the door. I mean, with a shoe on, you'd be no, a little safer. Then you still stop because you're embarrassed that you lost control and. <laughs> hit an inanimate object and you can hold the ice pack with that hand on your <laughs> testicle i i may go to work with a guy who broke his hand repeatedly by punching a table because he was mad at his wife broke it what do you mean repeatedly uh like apparently he just started punching down on a table broke whatever this bone is here broke it again <laughs> so each time in, within a matter of seconds. Yeah, he, he busted up his hand. Okay. So I'm doing way better than that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> Dead victory. Uh, I, I remember kicking a hole in the basement door when I was a kid. Oh. I was mad at my parents about something. And that was kind of an accident, too. I just, they were, they were saying something I couldn't do and I wanted to do it and I don't remember. And I just put my foot through the door and it kind of got stuck. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and that was a bit embarrassing, right? Because, guys, can you... Uh, a little, little help here. My tantrum has landed me in a <laughs> situation. <laughs> I need someone to go around the other side of the door and take off my shoe. <laughs> so we can slide this back out. And then, yeah, and then you get an appreciation for things. Because the hole was in that door probably for two years. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, it was, it was oh, there basement, for... Basement. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, it was right in the kitchen. It was the basement. Oh, you mean the one leading down into the basement? The one leading down into the basement, yeah. That's right. right right in the middle of the house. It wasn't a solid oak door, I imagine. It was masonite. Cheapo hollow core doors. Yeah, yeah. Those deserve to have holes in them. I know, right? The nerve of contractors to put that in. What it's shaped like a door. They even they beveled it yeah, yeah. and made it look like it was all solid and yeah, you tough. You can punch a finger through it if you point at it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. They don't do anything to stop sound or, you know, insulate. Yeah, yeah, what's they might the point insulate. of having it? You trip, you're going to fall through the door <laughs> yeah, down the stairs exactly. anyway. Who puts that in the front of a stairway for crying out loud? <laughs> it's insane. Oh, uh, yeah. So you fixed your hole. Yeah, my my six year old knows how to repair drywall patches now, and this was like a legit one. So I had to put, you know, I had to put some wooden shims behind it and anchor those with screws, mm-hmm. and then put the putty or the compound, and then the mesh, and then more compound, and smooth it out, and then set it on fire, and then kick it. <laughs> I got so mad that the hole didn't look good. I threw an elbow into the other door. Cue the music. <laughs> 